Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And I'm trying hard not to do a voice right now, not so Swift Sam. I'm proud. Mm. Real proud. Mm. What a way, this is such a great way to kick it off. Such a great way. Happy uh, belated birthday. Thanks, it was a real touchdown. Real touchstone birthday. Touchdown. Touch. I'm sorry, touchdown? Yeah, we're in our football era. <clears throat> um, come again? <laughs> We're in our football era. Yep. It is fall. Yeah. It is October the second. Yep. And now the the Swiftum has accepted that football's a thing? For the moment. Yeah. The mo- it's an the, era. For the era. Yeah. The era has lasted two weeks so far, just so everyone knows. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's next week. There's next week. So Taylor is uh as as you put it, um revisiting her stadiums and wondering why they're so empty, I believe is what you said. Well, the Swifties have taken care of that. They're not empty now. Yeah, so let's uh let's let's, <laughs> let's uh so this whole uh, when she was on tour and it's like, oh, the boost in the economy and everything mm-hmm. like that. So she's having an impact now on the NFL. Well, it was struggling. It's just like, you know, how she had to pick up AMC, now she's picking up the NFL. <sighs> It's not inaccurate because ticket sales were dropping off a lot. Mm-hmm. Ratings were dropping off a lot. Mm-hmm. And the joke that you had of, oh, there's no way that Taylor can do the halftime show because you'll have an empty second half for a football game. Yeah, I wasn't kidding. You weren't. <laughs> but now we're seeing uh, it, was, it was the Jets this week. She's Yeah, she was in New York. She was in New York. And she... When they found out she's probably going to be there again, they the ticket sales jumped and the prices then jumped. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone wants to... S- Welcome to New York. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. I heard that she's uh, uh, subletting her apartment right now. Is that correct? To our girl Sophie Turner. Well, one of her investment properties. <laughs> investment properties. Not her apartment. Her investment properties. Well, I'm sure it's delightful. What is a friendship besides an investment in their future? Exactly. And since Joe Jonas has reneged on his decision to move the kids to the UK, where they would be a little more protected from paparazzi, he has said, nope. And while they have figured out, the kids have to stay in New York, and Sophie needs a place to live. So the Queen of New York and the kids are going to be in the Queen of the North. Queen of the North are going to be staying with the Queen of New York. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> the Queen of the North and the Queen of New York. Mm-hmm. Yikes! The tongue twister. Tongue twister. Remind me to go through every person that she dated again, like I tried to do in that video we once did. And oh, we still haven't posted that. I'll post it this week. It's probably for the best. Oh, uh, yeah. I, she's just like, you know what? I'm thick as thieves with your ex-wife. Uh, Don't try her. Like, she's she's a girl's girl. Uh, um, look, obviously, it's great that she's like, I'm going to help you out. Well, can you imagine, like, allegedly, who knows, what we know, is that Sophie finds out that she's gotten divorced through the media. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Wait, what? Yeah, apparently... Um, Joe Jonas let the media find out before he told his soon-to-be ex-wife. That's one way to control a story. Yep. Don't know anyone like that. Well, and I think Taylor got triggered because she's like, yeah, he doesn't really care about the breakup. I got a 27-second phone call. So, yeah, let me help you. Like, you're stuck. You can't go anywhere. You, you have a place that you were going to live in the UK. Like, mm-hmm. you had a plan. He has decided that's not the plan. Mm-hmm. How can he decide that? Um, because it's child custody and you can't take the kids out of 
the country. The country without both parents' approval, and he's holding on to the passports. Won't give back the passport, so she filed a whole thing about it. And then the judge was like, "Well, we figure this out. You guys have to be in New York because that's where we're in the country." And I think the divorce is in Florida, but she filed in New York. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Hmm. I'm learning a lot about divorce law on TikTok. Yeah, it's a bit. Di- it's a bit different when you're divorcing through Disney. She's not a Disney star. He is. Yeah. To Jonas, Disney yeah. boy. I'm curious what this does because Swifties are like unimpressed, rightfully so. And what is this going to do to like their concert? Because there's a lot of overlap in fans between Swifties and I don't know what the Jonas Brothers fans are called. I'm, I'm visualizing now the pie chart of uh, fans of Taylor Swift fans that are also his fans and just people that are Joe Jonas or Jonas Brother fans. Was it a Venn diagram? The like yeah, Venn diagram. But I was thinking pie chart because it was going to take away the larger percentage, which is probably Swifties. Yeah. But that's so here's the thing is I feel like and not being a Swifty, but if I was a Swifty, why would I give him my loyalty or my money? Like prior to this, I I I get like they made their peace and stuff. Yeah. They've put out some music. It's been good. They're, you know, why punish Nick and Kevin for him? Mm, Okay. Yeah. But. Hmm. Hmm. It's a skip for me. But now, now. You're, but now they're going to be punishing Nick and Kevin because of him. Well, you know, sometimes it's a company you keep. <sighs> Thank God she never dated one of the Hanson brothers because those boys, oh, they need all, <laughs> they need the love, and they're great, talented Bop. musicians. Do anyway, yeah. So Taylor was at her football game. I watched the first half. Yeah? Yeah. Was she, is she a good luck charm for them now? I mean, they won. They barely won, mm-hmm. but they won. Mm-hmm. It was a weird week in NFL games anyway. They barely won against the Jets? Yeah, they yeah. won 23 to 20. Oh, yeah. They, they were, uh, was they were a, ahead a 13, by 20. Yeah. 13. <laughs> uh. They were significantly ahead. I think it was 17 to 3. Yeah. And then. Just. Geez. Jets finally decided to take off, but they couldn't stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mahomes. uh through two interceptions, which I have not uh, seen in a while. Brittany was in Taylor's box. Super awkward. <laughs> the pictures are so awkward because it's Taylor hanging out with her people and her people included, but not limited to one of her backup singers, Sabrina Carpenter, who opened for her in Mexico city. and will be doing the next couple tour dates with her. Blake lively, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Sophie, our queen of the north. So um, the, the the boys, Hugh Jackman and Ryan, they're pumped because they get to now go back and make their movie because the writer's the writer strike strikes is, over. It's, it's but the kind of, actor's strike is not. So the the long and short is they're they're uh, the uh, the higher ups of the unions are saying we've brokered a deal. Don't work until we get it as a contract. Mm-hmm. But we're letting you know, like you don't have to strike. Just kind of like cease this, just don't work. And so it's kind of getting there. It's for the writers. Like I know, um, I don't I don't think, I think for Carr is down in Boston today for film work, not for his like, he's been working with his brother landscaping, but he was down in Boston today. So I took that as like, oh, they're getting ready to do something, whether they're plotting and planning to set up again. Well, I mean, it's been great because this gives Sophie, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman plenty of time to hang out with Taylor at the Jets game. Here's my, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. But here, I, I do want to connect. I want to do two dots. I want to do two dots real quick. Um, first one is with Ryan Reynolds and 
uh, he, he and uh, his name is deceiving me right now. From Always Sunny, they have their Rob McElhenney. Rob McElhenney. They have their ownership of the football team. Mm-hmm. Wrexham. Wrexham. Do you think? Do you think that he'd be like, oh, hey, Taylor? I mean, they're already blowing up and anything, but he's, I wonder if he'd ever be like, oh, Taylor, come over to Wrexham. Let's. I don't think he would. She doesn't need to go over there. But yeah, I don't think that's the type of person Taylor is. I think that's not the type of friendship they have that she mm-hmm. has with people. It's not a, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Oh, I don't even think like business wise. I just mean like if we're talking about like the, the secondhand impact of Taylor. Yeah, I just, I, I think they keep everything very... It's also maybe a little bit too soon to go back to England or around there. Yeah, we're not really into London boys these days. All American. Oh, well. You could find a nice Welshman. Quite little revolution we've had over here. That's a football team. <laughs> American soccer football. team. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and Brittany Mahomes, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' wife was sitting in Taylor's box and they'd been to dinner the night before. And everyone's like, oh, look at Taylor and her friends. They're nice girls. Like, Britney doesn't have the best reputation for being great. And so they're like, that's so nice. And I was like, hmm. I mean, I'm sure they're very nice girls. I think they're lovely. But also there were a lot of rumors. A picture of Taylor and Travis Kelsey was leaked from the private party of them canoodling. And immediately people were like, that was Britney. 100%. Brittany oh, Mahomes did it. She leaked photo. this photo. Because it's coming from the inside mm-hmm. and people were not pleased. And you know, when Swifties feel like somebody's done Taylor wrong. So instead of commenting on it, Taylor was just like, why don't you come to dinner with us? You can sit in my box. There'll be plenty of pictures. Clearly I'm not mad at you. It's fine. Keep your enemies closer. Oh yeah. I'm and not mad. I'm just, Brittany just looked so awkwardly. Like, she's sitting in the middle of this box of like superstars. And she's like, all right, just here to watch my husband's game. Mm, mm. And then Mama Kelsey showed up, and all was right with the world. Mama Kelsey. Mama Kelsey. Yep she had, she had double header games. Uh, she was hanging out with um, Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. Yep. So yep, now yep. each brother has a superstar in their corner. <laughs> I can't take credit for that joke. Um, Jason Kelsey made it. Thank you, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> He's hilarious. Big fan. So, yeah. This so uh, this is kind of mm, it, it's it's the it's like this is the improv tour that she's on where she's just <laughs> going to show up to a football game and let's let's just see what happens. She's <laughs> like, I'm I'm dialing down. I I need to get my stadium fix. So, you know, once once just a week, I'm just going to yeah. fly somewhere and you know, I played here. Yeah. Oh, oh when I was here. They never have to bring the quarterback in with a with a trolley <laughs> of mops on it, no. Yeah, she actually, there's video footage of her coming into the game, and she's trying to go through the metal detector, and you can tell she's like, I don't, what? Just, huh? Put, just put her in one of the mascot uniforms. Well, no, like, she's in her outfit, so she has to take her jacket off, and she didn't have a purse, and so she's just, like, showing her hands to somebody, like, what do you, I don't. I don't have anything. What do, you, what do I do? And they're like, just walk through the metal detector, Taylor. She's like, oh. Okay. I think they're going to find out she's a robot. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Um, anything else Taylor news wise? Well, kind of. Kind of. Um, Beyonce just announced that she will be dropping her own concert movie. And you know who she's decided to partner with? AMC. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
when do we think that this movie's going to be coming out? You know, I didn't actually look. I just saw like a brief thing on TikTok. I think it's December. Yeah. I think they're trying to do it right between Thanksgiving and Christmas to get that extra boost. Mm. I'm excited. I had no desire to go fight the Ticketmaster Wars. No, yeah, no. <laughs> to go see the concert, but I'll go see the movie. So and these stockholders who have some AMC stock must be living their best lives. We're hoping. So <laughs> I think I think that the um, what we're seeing with Beyonce and with Taylor, it's kind of like the end of the landlord, where when you can own all of your items, mm-hmm. all of your intellectual property, mm-hmm. what else can you do? And it's like, well, I'm going to rent it out on my terms. It's kind of like how you have your Broadway show and then you rent it out to people that want to take it to their theater or go on tour with it. Yeah. Because if you can have this market, which it movie theaters, just like the NFL, have been struggling for years. It definitely did not help yeah. when COVID hit. Nope. Streaming services screwed theaters over because mm-hmm. why, when you can go to a red box or just watch it from your TV. But now it's the incentive of being like, guys, if you couldn't go to the concert for 20 bucks, 30, if you buy a popcorn and a soda, you can watch the full experience in the comfort of a reclining chair in a theater. You think any of these people will be seated? No, but there's the option. There's the option. I mean, there's options of the stadiums too. But anyway, I just, I think it's great. I think it's great that concert films are becoming a thing again. I think Beyonce and Taylor both putting this out for people like I've I'm curious I want to see what the Beyonce concert was did I want to fight Ticketmaster and get tickets no and so I think it's really interesting to see how from the other side like not a huge Beyonce fan mm-hmm. a lot of respect for her. I think she has done amazing things for music I I'm excited that I get the opportunity to see the concert no I and I think the greatest thing about these concert movies is you get to see it in the way they want you to see it. Like this is their exact vision. Mm-hmm. There's no bad seats in this theater. And I have been told by Wes that there are even things that you do that you know to do at the Beyonce concert, like Taylor. Mm-hmm. She says, "Mute, you mute." She's the queen bee. She's the queen bee. The hive has to be listening mm-hmm. to the queen. Regarding concert films and concerts, you um, too just kicked off the sphere. Yeah, the Las eyeball. Vegas. Oh, it looked so cool. My- and I just could, in my head, I was imagining a Taylor Swift show Same. inside there. Or the concert film inside there. Oh. And that would be a thing that would go on for a long time. Yeah. So, a Taylor Swift concert film residency at the sphere. Yeah, I think that would be nuts. You both have more nor- neurons that can fire uh, than I do because all I can see is just a giant circle that's Taylor's face and just like, no, like so a monster. This is where you should be on TikTok. Probably. I got to watch like Instagram. the whole. Mm. You can and, watch little pieces of it. Yeah, you get to see like all of the things they do. It's really cool. It is insane. It's they say though, if you have vertigo, you probably are not going to. Yeah, enjoy I know. It. I'm not going to like that. No. Well, you, the way you're seating is kind of more of an incline too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And things are happening, like visually. All over. All over the goddamn place. And the problem is, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's there to experience you two. I think everyone had their phone up recording, like when it looks like the ceiling's falling down on you. Yeah, that has to be a little frustrating for you Yeah, so I think... I can't imagine they were thrilled. It's the spectacle of them being there. It's not them being the spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, uh, I saw them in the last two tours and they had like huge screens and they had all kinds of stuff happening and in this one 
they have a small circular stage and they're just, it almost looked like watching the Beatles. But it was just like one, two, three, and four. They're just sitting there mm-hmm. doing their thing. No one's moving around, but all, all this stuff is but going all over the, the place. The stage is like, shaped like a record player, right? It's it's a circle. But they yeah. like a little record her. Yeah, I guess. I like Hamilton. Like a little, uh, like a little LP just going around. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I, I just, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, imagine if there was a Taylor Swift show here. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, man. It'd be, uh, I mean, after the, the, what the videos that I've seen of this tour, uh, it would be stripped down in some ways. It's no more swimming across the. I'm sure she would be swimming through the, you just got to see it. You got to. You'd, you'd watch her dive into the stage and then you'd see it like. It'd be an ocean. And she's gonna like and she'd be floating behind like, somebody. She'd be floating in like a and, like a know. mermaid and stuff, and it'd be crazy. Be wild. Yeah, but uh, I digress. I digress. I mean, speaking of wild things, Taylor's seemingly ranch has really taken on a. Oh, I saw Maddie Hickson put up that photo. <laughs> Did she design that too? I'm sure. Ugh, it's like this pink, like rose pink. Oh no, that's squeeze. actually a ketchup product. They made a seemingly ranch and ketchup. Uh, I don't. It's 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 rose pink and it's ketchup and seemingly ranch. So maybe it's ranch, but it's in this bottle now. Which is it's because a Taylor Swift updates account posted no, the picture of the chicken tender, and that's like part of the 1989 lore. Because <laughs> like, what lore? Give me a minute. Stick with me. Vogue magazine did one of their question and answer things with Taylor through her LA house, and they asked her if there was one food she could eat every day. What what it would be. And Taylor goes, if calories didn't count, I would eat chicken fingers every day. And then at the Chiefs game, as we're ramping up for our 1989 she was era, howling them down. There was a chicken finger with ranch and seed. And they're like, it's ketchup and seemingly ranch. Like maybe it was blue cheese. We just didn't see the chunks. Like seemingly ranch. And everybody just latched onto it. I don't know why I was excited to record today. I have no idea. I this if this is what's if this is the thing that I'm like now I'm out after everything we just talked about. Well, I don't know. I also <laughs> have to digress and thank Bethany from TJ's for a special board all Taylor Swift coded for me for my birthday. Every single all three specials are a Taylor Swift special. There you go. It's very exciting. I feel like there should have been a board just dedicated to you. I think it is. So thanks, Bethany. You're the best. We love you. And on that note, what song are we doing this week, Sammy? Um, we are doing Exile mm-hmm. on Main Street and the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Great album. Yeah, great album. Oh my gosh, it's a classic. The, the saxophone is an underrated tool. The delusion the- that is taking place right now is wild. Okay. We're doing Exile from one of the cottage cores from folklore. A, folklore. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. one of the oars, one of the ore houses. Exile on folklore. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is a really it's a song. It's good. It hits. It hits. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's see if we get concussed. <laughs> Dare to dream. Anyway, we're going to hit pause. You hit pause and we're going to listen to Exile. We'll be right back. Well, Sam. Ooh, hits. It hits. Like a gut punch. I actually like did not think about how this was going <laughs> to. No, no, no. It's perfect. Ah, uh, Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So this is, uh, let's say, two ex-lovers, yeah, lovers, end of relationship. It. They're broken up. Mm-hmm. She's moved on. She's with someone new. Mm-hmm. They run into each other by happenstance. Mm-hmm. And this is the conversation that they have. 
and it's because it's kind of it's it's weird just reading it and hearing it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the it's like two simultaneous monologues, mm-hmm. not necessarily a dialogue, a conversation, mm-hmm. but it's that interwovenness, especially with the um, you know, uh, never learn to read your mind. Rebuttal, never learn to read my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, never gave a warning sign. I, I gave, gave so, so many, many signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. There's some, uh, yeah, I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body laughing, but the joke's not funny at all. And it took me five whole minutes to pack up and took you five whole minutes to pack up and yeah. leave me. Yeah. Five whole minutes. Five whole minutes. It's like getting engaged in two days and then maybe or maybe not being married in three. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Time moves fast. And listen, like there's no, there's no wrong there's wrong relationships, but there's no wrong way to go about your business. There's no wrong timeline. There's no wrong timeline. There's no right timeline. Mm. You do you. You do you. You do you. Mm. That's it's so. It's like that's the easier part of being like when you're not one of these two. You do you. Yeah. When it's you and when it's you and you. But it's that moment where you're like, I think everybody can kind of relate to being there when you run into an ex and they're with somebody else, and you're like. I'm not okay. How are you with somebody else? How have you moved on? How are you? What? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Right. So we were kind of talking about this. Kate and I were having a whole, uh, a whole conversation in the car, lovely Duncan's conversation. And it's funny because we were talking about, and this is something I was telling Kate about was sometimes in a relationship, a person is not dating the person they're with. They're dating the last person. Yes. It's, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it's maybe like you're trying to pivot and position the relationship to, to fix that. Like, oh, if I, if we, if I did, if we do this now, then I would have gotten the result I wanted last time with this person. Yeah. And it's, and in some ways it's just like, oh, you know, you are the, oh, you're the understudy. I'm waiting for the feature to come back. It's, it's that weirdness. And I feel like with this song, because it's it's Bonnie Vare. Yeah. It's Taylor. Yeah. And this is one of those songs that has a, another writer, I believe, Joe. Yeah, William Bowery. <laughs> William Bowery, the London boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is it's so interesting because it's no matter what at this point, it's still gonna be fruitless, but you still need to be heard yeah because absolutely it's, because it's like okay there, there was no there's no vindication there's no closure mm-hmm. it's open and it's like if this is the random chance like it's it's the car crash moment and it's like well of, of course this is going to er- erupt in some way absolutely and it's not necessarily about who's right and who's wrong anymore it's like acknowledge that this happened because in this moment clearly you're not well, I think it's also that glimpse in time where you see both couples mm-hmm. kind of dealing with it. And again, I think it kind of goes back like, is the Taylor character here still dating her ex? Like, she's clearly not over him. Like, he, I gave you so many signs. You should, like, you never learned to read my mind. So you're looking at me like you get your knuckles bloody from me. Right. Your eyes aren't helping this situation. Right. You look like, like this guy, you're going to beat the crap out of him because for yeah. any reason, whether you think he did me wrong or it's because he's here and you're not or anything yeah. and you would do it for me. Yeah. But I gave you all these chances. 
I wanted you to show up in this way. And this is when you decide to. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's that funny thing of like, again, neither one necessarily being wrong. It's um, if you're saying, you know, I gave you all these chances, but you never learned to read my mind. No, which is an impossible. Yeah. You have to be so predictive. You have to be so predictive. Yeah. You should know to say thank you to me when I'm bringing you coffee. What? You should know. It's like it's like this weird like you should know these things. It's it's a grooming behavior. You should It's even that like you should know that I'm having a bad day without me telling you and you like just putting this. Yeah. Are you hungry? No. Okay, here's a here's hamburger. Here's your french fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, and I, we were talking in the car how I am woefully behind on my books for the year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reading a lot of Hallmark movie style books. And in these books, these male characters magically know what to do to make it right. Hallmark movies, it magically comes like, so we're so bred to think that men are like, yeah, okay, this is what I need to do. I'm going to do it to the 10th degree and so much better than you could even imagine there's and this, you're like these, I, I feel kind of bad because I'm like oh that's really sweet and then now in the back of my mind I'm like zero percent chance that happens in the real world but so sweet Stephen King has a short story about this mm-hmm. and it's this guy who's like I know exactly what you need you need strawberry ice cream it's like what and he's just like you need you need this thing this is what you need right now you're sad you're in the library you like here, have some ice cream I actually just had this and this person's like oh my god this guy just kind of like showed up I didn't know I needed this. He's not someone to ever be interested with, but like this guy just like kind of shows up and he's like, here, like, I think this would be good for you. Let's go for a walk. Let's do, if you do this, you'll feel better. And it's like, maybe I'm going to you know, fall in love and do this thing. And then you find out that it's the, the psycho guy who like stole mm-hmm. the, the journals from when she was a kid and like made a deal with the devil or whatever. But it's in a lot of ways, that person who does give you those things, the magical guy. The magical person is like, I'm just going to show up and fill your life with all the things you've been missing. In reality, and sometimes it's it's probably because they want something else in return. They're looking for that condition. And love should be unconditional, but we need that condition. So, but I think it's interesting that you brought up Stephen King. Because his wife is also an author. Yep. And she's also a romance author. Yes. His son is also an author. Yep, he's Joker. a doomsday author. I read that book. He's so he is on well Joe Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which we can we can go on. A, a local celebrity here yeah. in Portsmouth. Yeah. Very, very nice man. Exeter man. Whatever. Like writes his fantasy, writes his I mean Portsmouth blows up in an apocalypse. Yeah, yeah I read it. World War Z, uh I, Lock and Key, bunch yep. of um Uh-huh. I, yeah, I'm what's good. Last one? Nosferatu. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, like, yeah, his wife's a romance novelist. So it's funny that, like, so Tabitha King made a huge donation as Tabitha King to the Genealogical Society mm-hmm. in Boston. And they put out a press release and they called her Stephen King's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Neither one of them were having that. Neither one of them like, were having that. I think, you know, it's kind of funny that we call Travis Kelsey Taylor's boyfriend, but Taylor's probably like, guys. So I always laugh. When we talk about Tabitha King, I talk about Tabitha King. She's like, I made that donation with my money right. from my successful author career. Yeah. Thank you. It's 
It's a foundation. <laughs> it's the Stephen King and Tabitha King foundation. I think it's the Tabitha and Stephen King. I think her name is first. Yeah. yeah. Fact check me. I could be wrong, but no. I have a strong suspicion. No, but it, it's it's that. Oh yeah, this person has no renown. It's like, dude, do your homework. I mean, her books are great too. I very very much enjoy them. Yeah. They're very 80s, the caretakers. One of them is one of them was fueled by cocaine and then drug relapsing and now just terrible, uh, scary, scary things in sobriety. And the other one has just always been a really nice writer. I don't know, you should read her book. She was fueled by something. <laughs> anyway, we've digressed. So this song, Exile. So we took the long way around to get back here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is what it's like to feel Tangents. like an exile in your own town, everybody. <laughs> but it's interesting because Taylor and Justin did not record this in the same studio. Um, because this was during COVID. Yep. So he did it from his studios mm-hmm. in rural Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Taylor did it from her house in LA. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually adds to it because there's such a physical distance between them. You're not looking at it. You're, you've got this layer of. Yeah. It's, it's like Gossamer. It's, it's, it's that invisible line. Yeah. It's it's the equivalent of the black box theater and two people being at a different corners with a spotlight on each. Mm-hmm. No interaction with each other. Empty space in between. And you're not looking at each other. Because if I think when you're looking at each other and you're singing this, you get like a, it gets more emotionally charged. Oh yeah, weird duet if you're looking at each other. But then you're like, oh, maybe they'll get back together. But this one feels very much like, nope. We tried. You couldn't give me what I needed. I left. You don't get to come back. Mm-hmm. And like I think that we talk about this a lot in our car rides. Yeah. Where like, you know, this on again, off again, like, okay, like, let's try it again. Yeah. It could, it could be different. You could be what I need this time. This could work this time. And then it doesn't. And you're like... What if I have one more chance? Hey, we've tried this. We walk a really thin line. Mm-hmm. You never hear me out. Nope. It's that toxic. Is it? No, I wouldn't say I toxic relationship. Toxic. I think it's the, you know, it could be good. Mm-hmm. You know what it, the potential it could have, but um, you also know the reality of it. Unstoppable force, immovable object. But you want to believe in the potential. You right. want to believe in the fairy tale. You want to believe that all of these movies and books mm-hmm. where you have to go through hell mm-hmm. to get to heaven is true. And it's your story. And this is going to be like, you're going to fight your way to it. And then it's Everything sunshine takes and roses. Time and uh, if it's not, if it's not easy, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? It, one more run into the brick wall till you can't do it anymore. And then you're left standing there being like, well, they've clearly moved on. Yeah. And here I am staring so, at you. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a, it's the couple and the singled out yeah. and the two, the, Singled out was with one of the people in the couple, but it's it's that of being like you know good for you. Okay, it's 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 that pettiness that she has. It's that bitterness though, which I like. Well, she's still mad. Right. She's still like, I no, you don't get to look at me like that. Mm-hmm. You don't get to make these statements. I've been here. I've tried. I left it all on the field. You weren't willing to do that until you see me with somebody else. It's like a toddler with a toy. Mm-hmm. And he's saying. I tried. Dude, I gave I you what I had. All the time. You just—it wasn't enough for you. You never—you don't see anything that I did as enough, mm-hmm. and I don't see you as ever giving me the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't read your mind. No one can read anyone's mind. However, maybe this couple can. Is it like a good for you? Is it? I a, don't think it's a good. Is for it you. an f off and die? Is it a? 
I think it's an F off and die. I think it's a, no, I don't even, I think it's just that like that moment where you're actually honest about how you're feeling about this relationship because you don't want to say like, you know, who am I defending now? Like you were my town and now I'm in exile seeing you out. I think I've seen this film before. Mm -hmm. Like I've experienced this. We've done this. This is a dance that won't end. Mm -hmm. We met and these were the albums coming out. And so I've been in the car with you and Pickles. Mm -hmm. I've been in the car with you and Jill and like heard these songs. Mm -hmm. And it's been ages since I've heard this. Yeah, this isn't one, like this is a tough one to listen to. I think you really feel it whether, no matter what side you're on, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, you're the the one that's moved forward or you're the one that's still kind of standing there getting your bearings straight. It's hard. Like there's something to deeply relate to no matter what stage you are in your life. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really why the Swifties are so engaged Mm -hmm. with her. Cause you're like, I know it can get me through this, that exile song. And it's also, if you think about it from a kind of odd perspective, if you are the one that's moved on, there's something in knowing that the other one hasn't moved on. Like there's something in that right where you left me moment where they're still like, <sighs> well, what? well, yeah, let's, let's say you've moved on. Are you like, if you're having that moment of being like the reflection of like mm-hmm. seeing that person, are you like, Oh, thank God. Are you like, Oh no. Yeah. Are you going to admit like I did, did I do something wrong? I did nothing wrong. Is it, what feelings turn up in you? Mm-hmm. And if you're the person who got left behind, is it going to be like, am I angry? Am I okay with this? Mm-hmm. Am I just going to walk? Like, how do you, if you've moved on without being around that person, you see them, do you suddenly come crashing down? Or is it like, now here's the test. Do I move on? Well, and do you ever really get that chance to see somebody and have that conversation and be like, I gave you so many chances. Which is why I think this is cool because of that, that the imagery that we're painting. You're two people singing in opposite directions the same song. Mm-hmm. This isn't a real, like, th- this is the imaginary conversation that either one could have. Yeah. And you've been there on both sides. Yeah. I, so I liked the instrumentation on the song. I like that it's just like the sparse piano, a little bit of strings in the back. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Like I, part of me wanted to like blow up. Like I wanted to go big, bigger, bigger. I like where it ended up. See, I like the soft music and the soft Taylor voice, and then the gravelly. Like it's very. Oh, so step right up. It's it's like Beauty and the Beast. You know. Yeah, it's like Beauty and the Beast. It's like Family Opera. It's it's this ethereal. Like you left the guy, the bad guy, the guy who just can't get out of his own way. You left him. You're with the safe guy. And you're like, no, no, no. We are not going back to this. And he's like, why not? I tried. Did mm-hmm. you can you say the same? It's so interesting. It is so interesting. So with this and this is one of the one of the few that London Boy was a co writer on. Yeah, which I think now with the breakup kind of looking back and you're like, they wrote a lot of mm-hmm gut-wrenching song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i mean and this is my just offhand speculation if you're in such a long-term emotionally invested and involved relationship trying to make art together a lot of that is just like let's see where this takes us because it's 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 more than it's taking a chance and knowing that 
there's no stakes for either of them in writing the song together or writing any of these songs because it's just like, let's just explore this together. Yeah. We're locked in a house. Why not? Yeah. It's Tabitha and Steven rain. Like it's scary, but it's also a rom-com. It, it's that yeah. weirdness being like, yeah, let's, let's just try let's, it. Let's see what happens. We wrote something completely different. I think this looking at Taylor with Travis Kelsey now, he's never going to want to write a song with her. He'll listen. He'll give feedback, but he's not going to be like, let's make this my thing too. I feel like in some ways the men that Taylor had dated had always been like, I can do that too. I do that too. And she's never like had a part. And again, I don't know. I'm not there every day, but it seems like part of the draw of Travis is he's got his own lane, his own stardom, his own time in the stadium. Mm -hmm. It's his own Super Bowl. In a lot of ways, especially when you're younger, we've seen this with Taylor, your relationships are, I'm interested in you and I'm interested in your things, so we're doing these things mm-hmm. together as the couple. And in this case, if we're looking at her, it's like, oh, it's independent play. It's two people, it's like they, it's this big research thing with kids, essentially. It's two kids at the same table, one of them's drawing and one of them's putting together a puzzle. But they're yep. both interacting, but they're both doing their own activity. Well, I watched the supermodel documentary on Apple Plus, which I don't know if either of you have, but it was spectacular. And Cindy Crawford was talking about when she married Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I was young and I didn't know any better. So I was like, you like Tibetan monks? Sure. Buddhism? Okay. And she's like, I tried to mold myself. I tried to do what they did. I tried to be excited about it because I was young and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then she found that that wasn't, Oh, this is not my thing. Conducive to a long-term relationship. (laughs) And I thought about it and I was like, huh, okay, Taylor. It's cool when two people meet each other because they have the same interest and then the relationship builds. Yeah, Or it's cool like when you have your own interest, but you can bond over the fact that you've got this weird life Mm -hmm. that people, you know, you've got your own stardom in a way that doesn't impact, take away from the other one star. Taylor and Travis, you know, we keep saying, well, she made him famous, but she absolutely like he's gotten like a half a million. I could be wrong as of right now, like a half a million new followers on Instagram. His Jersey sales are up 400%. The NFL is like Taylor was back. Mm -hmm. Taylor's version. Like it's just the Washington Swifts. (laughs) Everyone's just in on it. And it's kind of this global frenzy. But it's Taylor and Travis. Yeah. And it's not like that guy, that football guy. Like it's very kind of respectful of the fact that he does have a career and a podcast and his own thing, which um, I'm a couple days late because it was also my birthday. But happy National Podcast Day, guys. Happy National Podcast Day. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so that's, I mean, the joke for me is like, oh, she's, she's fine being in the bleachers right now. Yeah. Well, well. And I know that's, that's what I'm saying. This, oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> in my mind, it's like if if we're looking at it like neither one of us has to do just your thing. No. We can do our own things separately, but we're gonna come together at the end of the day. Yeah. Because in my mind, the jokiness is I see like if they were playing catch, I see all elbows just her trying to catch it and her bones breaking in her body as the joke in my mind. But at the same point, I could see them playing catch. I could see him like 
clapping along and singing a song with her when she's on guitar, but they're not going to take it on the road. She's no. not going to be running passes for them. No. He's she, not going to be playing guitar. <laughs> she's not going to say, hey, honey, I think I, I wrote this route. This would be the perfect. <laughs> she's not doing that. I feel like if they did, it would just be like, oh, this is the joke that we do. Yeah. It's like we're both. I'm like, hey, Taylor, I wrote you a song. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, Taylor. Hey, Travis. It's called Bussin' for Concussion. <laughs> it, it's like that. And maybe that's them. Maybe they just know how to make each other laugh. By being themselves and being dumb or whatever it is. I mean, he just seems like it. Se- Joe seemed broody and uh, English, and you've got like you know Calvin Harris broody and English. You've got Styles. Styles broody and English. Like I'm just happy she's with somebody who's like, I hang out with my nieces. I make friendship bracelets. The Kansas City Chiefs posted something. It was their social media manager giving friendship bracelets to the guys in the locker room. Like, Travis made you one. He's like, oh, I've been waiting for this. It's so... He embraces this, like the ridiculousness of it. So it is ridiculous. And the idea of like, okay, let's say this continues forever and they get married. The I hope so. How cute. Let's say this lasts for a year and it stops. I don't think... I think for a while he's going to get hazed. But it's not like he's going to be the guy who's just like, you were, you're now the Taylor Swift X in perpetuity across the universe. I don't feel like that's him. No, unless, I don't either. Unless he royally does something dumb. No, the NFL is like, don't screw this up. We like the ratings. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. There's no reason that these girls would be watching the Jets and Chiefs. Don't screw they this up. They finally hit that market. I know. Because of your girl, Taylor. My girl here bailing out, struggling, uh. But it, I mean, it, <laughs> as the morphine drip of Taylor Swift rushes through our podcast producers' veins. <laughs> no, it's just like this song, you know, when you're in the supercharged, super emotional back and forth breakup, makeup relationship, and you get out of it, you do want something that's lighter and fun and not so damage <laughs> right i mean you need you need an escape yeah and in a lot of ways it's easier it's like it's like stress working yeah it's like i went to my job today because everything else outside of my job is falling apart i'm going to throw myself into work so i can process things in the back of my brain and not have it be in the front mm-hmm. because if you're just sitting alone with your feelings and your feels and your memories and your what ifs and your da 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 it's overwhelming so you need that little Fluff. You need something that's zero stakes, full reward, or it's taking that time and figuring it out and then moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And letting something come to you as opposed to seeking out. Yeah. You know, again, dusty boy syndrome. Okay. So so I know I keep saying this just as the immediate joke because this is me and I'm also super self-deprecating when I say dusty. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. That's just me. I'm the dusty boy. So when we say dusty boy, though, it's the when you're in an emotionally unfulfilling relationship, there's nothing wrong with him. There's not like, you know, like you just you get out, you date inappropriately. And then the next guy is the guy you settle down with. Oh, see, so he's the dusty boy's just a my pillow. Yeah. So okay. you have to think about it as like Blake, Blake Lively, mm-hmm. Taylor adjacent at the game. Mm-hmm. She dated her Gossip Girl st- co-star, mm-hmm. Penn Badgley, mm-hmm. for years. Great guy. Nothing bad to say. Like, just not for them. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan Reynolds doing Green Lantern. Wait, hold on. Broke up with him. 
dated Leo. Wildly inappropriate. Who's Leo? Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> okay. Say no more. <laughs> exactly. And then dumped him, met Ryan Gosling, married kids. She, she's one of the few that met dumped Ryan him. Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if she dumped him or not. I mean, she probably and, just turned 23. <laughs> she aged out. <laughs> and Leaving. So she dumped him into mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, not Gosling. Who was, who was married with ScarJo at the time? No. Yeah. Was well, they yeah. Green Lantern? Yeah. No, yeah. but they got set up, so that's not how they really ended up with this. They were really good friends after that. Mm-hmm. They decided to set each other up with their good friends on a double date, mm-hmm. both single, doing their thing. <laughs> Roll the Hollywood credits movie. The friends and the actors did not click. Okay. I knew Ryan and Blake did. I knew Ryan was married to ScarJo during that film, and that's when they met. Yeah. I just assumed. No. Okay. Just friends. And we're like, you're single. I'm single. I'll set you up with my friend. You set me up with your friend. Mm -hmm. And sparks fly. Yeah. There you go. See? Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Well, on that note, yeah. time to roll that dice. Time to roll that kids. dice. Each and every week, uh, Kate and I talk to you about what we talked about in the car and how these songs are emotionally impacting my fragile state. Oh, wait, no. Each and every week, <laughs> we roll the Jillian Petruziello In Memoriam Golfidium de uh, Latin dice. We choose a so- album and a song at random. We have 10 albums to go, th- 11 albums to go through. 10. 10 albums. And depending on which one it lands but on. But in this house. But in this house, we only play Taylor's football. <laughs> oh, don't know where you came from unless you know where you started. Ooh. Debut. Debut. All right. Let you pull up debut. Debizzle, as we what? call it. Which is, this is not. I'm ready. This is not Tay's version debut? Yeah, debut. Not yet. Is not We're not at Taylor's version. So yet. we can't play this album because of the rules that we just stated. Roll <laughs> the dice. How many songs on debut? Enough. Enough. Song number four? Um. So we'll be doing A Place in This World. A Place in This yep, World. Yep, I can really just feel that this is going to be an exciting and really uplifting week for me next week. A uh, um, Place in This world uh so kate is automatically feeling like her birthday was so long ago and she's gonna age a year by next week because i do of not me. age you, you don't i you don't, don't age you don't age um did you like a club bop dude i you it's i like it i like it i know that she and bonnie uh do a good bonnie bonnie i'm on a first name basis with this fig with the fictional name of his band bonnie okay i yeah there's things that I wanted more from it, correct? But like, it's this is one of those few songs on either of those albums that I mean, it was like mm, that I can get behind, and it's not because he, he's on it. I couldn't tell you why I liked it then, but I can tell you now. It's it's that it's pretty much what we were discussing. How it's the idea of like the imaginary dual monologues happening and the build. Um, I'm not orchestrating anything. I'm just having my hands up. I'm sorry. I'm emphasizing my points. I like the song. I like the song, okay? I'm going door to door to tell you I like this song. I'm once again calling on my constituents to let them know that exile. We got so close to not having a 
Oh, yeah, nice. Call to them. Why do they? I gave you so many chances. Why do they do it all lowercase? Why is this one? That's all how lowercase? she stylized it. Ugh, never mind. I hate this song. The whole, Dumb. the whole album's all lowercase. You don't need capital letters. I'm out. Mm, you're in. One. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate you. If you haven't already, like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, tell 10 of your friends. Yeah, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a cult. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. We are super happy to be chugging over a hundred episodes into this super cool podcast. Uh, wouldn't be here Totes. without the fantastic Jason. Wouldn't be here without the fantastic Kate. Wouldn't be here without all of you. She is pretty fantastic. She is pretty and fantastic. <laughs> oh. And she doesn't age. Nope. Um, yeah. Send Kate a, like, drop her a line. Wish her a happy belated birthday. Wish her a happy belated podcast day. Let her know how fantastic she is. And Jason's oh. doing a good job. Uh let them know why I'm wrong on everything. And yeah. And we'll let Sam out of exile next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening. I'm Kate the Swifty. And I'm a place in this sky. What is it? World. Oh, I don't know. I I think I zoned out writing that. I wrote a place in this kale. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week. Goodbyes. Goodbyes.